Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS News. It's a sitting week in New Zealand's Parliament. The Parliament building, popularly known as the Beehive, is buzzing. Two months from a federal election, polls show support for the Labour government is slipping. But minor parties are enjoying a boost in popularity. Debbie Naliwapaka is the co-leader of the Pāti Māori, leading a push for constitutional transformation. It means what Aotearoa would have looked like had our natural development not been interfered with, had the Tiriti or Waitangi been honoured. And what it looks like is that we live in harmony, we live with dignity, um, side by side. Māori being able to assert our, our tinoranga tiratanga, our mana motahake, our self-determination. New Zealand's founding document, the Treaty of Waitangi, was signed in 1840. The treaty is an agreement in Māori and English that was made between the British Crown and about 540 Māori rangatira, or chiefs. However, the English and the Māori versions of the treaty are not exact translations. The biggest difference is the word sovereignty, which was translated as kawanātanga, meaning governance. In 1975, the Waitangi Tribunal was set up to enable a process for addressing historical wrongs. More than 2,000 claims have been lodged with the tribunal since then, and a number of major settlements reached worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Andrew Little is the minister responsible for treaty negotiations. The Crown's conduct has been pretty appalling, actually, historically. So the process of reconciling that, understanding it, knowing that it's happened, the Crown accepting it and then negotiating redress has, has been an absolutely critical part to um, the Crown restoring its own kind of mana or, or respect or status in New Zealand, and it's been a very important process to go through. I commit to the Uluru Statement from the Heart and That's Prime Minister Anthony Albanese committing to Labour's promise of voice, treaty and truth during his election night victory speech at the last election. That's become a political sticking point in recent weeks, such as in this exchange between the LNP's Susan Lee and Labour's Linda Burney. Does the Minister for Indigenous Australians support a treaty with financial compensation paid by the Commonwealth? Order. Progress on Makarata will not occur until after the referendum. Our priority Order. is constitutional recognition through a voice. State-based treaties are already underway in Queensland, the Northern Territory and Victoria, with proponents looking to New Zealand for advice. I think they want to know what, what the journey looks like and I think to a large extent what it feels like because it's, 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 it's uneven. There are people who get anxious about it. Um, there are people who <clears throat> think that somehow some greater privilege is being conferred on Indigenous people. It, it, it is not. It's about restoring their place and their standing that they always had before settlers arrived. As well as a treaty, there are seven designated Māori seats in New Zealand's Parliament, with those MPs elected by Māori constituents who can choose to vote on a separate electoral roll. It's not a voice to Parliament so much as voices in it. These New Zealand citizens are fully supportive of the aims of the Treaty of Waitangi. Without it, I'd hate to think where, where we were, where we would be. The land that that government is built on is, an, is, is Indigenous land. Why shouldn't they have a voice in how it's managed and governed and how Indigenous people are managed and governed? 
Australia and New Zealand have very different histories. But as the referendum on an Indigenous voice approaches, both Debbie Naliwa Parker and Andrew Little offer reflections on New Zealand's path towards reconciliation. Even though the treaty is not honoured to the extent that it should be in Aotearoa, it is the threshold that we aim for. And if you keep your threshold low on how you're going to treat each other, then you know, that, that becomes not aspirational at all. People will feel anxious, people will feel uncomfortable, people will be asked to kind of step outside their comfort zone. That's what the process of reconciliation, of national reconciliation, feels like. Um, but it's nothing to fear. It is important to be engaged in the debate. The debate, meanwhile, rages on at home. Alan Lee, SBS News.